Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey guys, happy Friday. Merry Christmas Eve. Um, So I appreciate all you guys for listening today. Quick little plug before we get into the episode. The January Shred is open for enrollment. Um, The last day to enroll is going to be January 2nd, but I promise you, you'll want to enroll before then so that you have your plan on time. We start on Monday, January 3rd. It is um, going to be the biggest group ever. So many improvements and awesome things to the program. Um, if you guys follow Danielle um, at Osnap Macros, she has exclusive recipes for this session. So I will link it in the description for you all um, that haven't enrolled yet. Uh, but I did want to, again, shameless plug before we get started with today's episode. So moving on, um, today's episode, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet, but very, very helpful so that it is um, you've got some takeaway items that will help you moving forward because we are going to talk about when and how you are going to adjust your macros. Um, So the first thing that I'll touch on is why we have to do it anyway. So I know some people think when they get their macro setting that this is um, their macros that they keep forever. Unfortunately, it is not that way. So uh, macros are going to be ever changing. And I say that because they are going to change with your goals. So it depends on um, if you are in a dieting phase, if you're cutting, trying to lose weight, they're going to be lower. You're going to be in a calorie deficit. If you're just trying to maintain your weight, they're obviously going to be your maintenance calories. So they're going to be higher than they would if you were dieting. If you are trying to build muscle and you wanted to go into a calorie surplus, they're going to be even higher than your maintenance calories. So again, they're going to change with your goals, but they're also going to change as your body changes. So we know that when we lose weight, it takes fewer calories to move a smaller body. So as you are dieting and you start at a certain amount of calories, At some point, you are going to plateau with those calories, which is going to mean that you will need to create a larger calorie deficit. Um, This can be done a couple of different ways. So it can be done through your nutrition, which is hands down the one I would recommend because it's the easiest to control. It can be done through um, exercise, calorie output, cardio, that kind of thing. So moving your body more and creating more of a um, calorie expenditure and creating a bigger deficit that way. Or you can do it through nutrition and exercise or nutrition and cardio um, and having the calorie deficit created through both, um, which I think is totally fine, too. But we are going to um, just focus on the nutrition piece with adjusting your macros down um, today. That's what we're going to stick with because, again, it is hands down the most controllable way to um, create the calorie deficit. So, again, because you can monitor your nutrition in terms of food coming in, it's much harder to um, accurately monitor your 
deficit through calories burned because if you're relying on a machine at the gym or even a smartwatch, they're not 100% accurate. We know that. Okay, so we're going to start with when should you adjust your macros? So this is literally going to be different for everyone. I have worked with, um, when I worked with clients one-on-one, some clients that I could have on the same macros for literally like six, eight weeks, we didn't have to adjust anything because they were continuing to see progress. Their body was just responding well um, to that deficit. I've had some people that we've had to make adjustments every couple of weeks. So again, it really depends on the individual um, and their metabolism, how I'm doing the air quotes here, stubborn it is. So um, when you are looking at adjusting, you are going to first and foremost, want to make sure that you have been consistent for the last couple of weeks. And I say couple of weeks, so it's not going to be like the last four days. We're talking about like a good two weeks of consistency. So what does that mean? Consistency is going to look different for everyone, but on average, you're going to want to have hit your calorie average. I would say like 85 to 90% like for that week um, or for those two weeks. So If you're tracking really good through the week and then you're not tracking at all on the weekends, that's not consistent because your weekend average is going to make your total weekly average much higher than you think. And I guarantee if you just um, focused on hitting your calorie allotment for the week, you would start seeing results. That is where I would say 99% of the people live. Um, So again, Two weeks of really good consistency, I would say in that like 85% range or higher, obviously. Um, And we're going to say, yes, you have been consistently crushing your um, calories. Again, the macro part, it doesn't, you know, I would focus on protein and calories here. If your macros, you're saying, oh, I wasn't consistent because there were days that my carbs were under, but my fats were over. We're just talking about calories here. So you're working within that budget that you have, your calorie budget, and you've been consistent with that. So two weeks, you've been really good and consistent with hitting your calories, not having any crazy low days or really crazy high days or non-track days like you're doing really well. Um, And you're not seeing any movement in terms of scale or measurements. Now, I say both because you'll have some people who will see decrease in measurements first, and then they might not see much movement on the scale. And then after like two or three weeks, they'll have like a big drop on the scale. So if you're seeing uh, movement in one or the other place, I would say hold steady there as long as you're seeing some progress. If you're not really seeing any decline in measurements and you're not seeing anything move on the scale um, and you've been consistent, one, now for women... If you are close to your cycle, I would say give it another week because we know that water retention and bloat, um, obviously those are going to make the scale increase. So I would not adjust if you know that your cycle is coming or um, you just started. So that's the caveat there. Um, Now, some other things that you can audit um, with if you've been consistent, um, I would say to take a look at fiber intake, if it has been extremely high and like bowel movements are irregular, that can cause some discrepancies with water retention. Um, Obviously, constipation can make the scale um, go up and then uh, fiber will pull in water. Again, it can cause constipation in some people. um, I would say most people if you're having way too much fiber. So it's a recommended 14 grams per every thousand calories. If you are going way over that, 
Um, I would look at that before making a decrease because I have a lot of people that we would adjust down their fiber and then the water weight would flush out very quickly. So those are just a couple of outliers there. Um, but we're going to say everything is in check. You have been um, very consistent. You're you know, weighing and measuring all your food. You know it's not tracking errors. You're not eating out a ton. So you know it's not overestimating um, or eyeballing things. So we're going to make an adjustment to our calories. We're going to keep our protein the same. Um, so if you are 1,500 calories and you are eating 120 grams of protein, um, you're going to keep that 120 grams of protein the same. And then from your 1,500 calories, I would say start with a 5% reduction. So you're going to take 1,500 times 0.05. Let's just see what that math is so I can tell you guys. So we're going to start with a 75 calorie uh, reduction. So that's going to put you at 1,425 calories, and you're still going to work with that 120 grams of protein. Um, you can let your carbs and fat fall as they fall. Now, um, would I increase cardio here with doing the reduction to calories? No. If you wanted to add in a little cardio before pulling calories, you could absolutely do that. I would say, um, you know, just adding in one day at 30 minutes might not be enough. It might look like, um, you know, 45 to 60 minutes for the week of, um, especially if it's like a lower intensity cardio, just like adding extra steps or walking. Um, now, if you're going to add in some missed cardio or hit cardio, then yeah, you could probably get by with adding in like 30 to 45 minutes for the week. Um, but I still would start not um, increasing both at the same time, I would increase your or decrease, I'm sorry, um, your calorie average first. Um, so I would start there. Now, if you're somebody that your calories are already really low, maybe you're at the end of a dieting phase and you're trying to really grind out the, the last couple of weeks um, and you want to keep your food high and you are comfortable adding in cardio, then you're probably going to be an outlier here and um, start with adding more cardio before pulling food. Again, it just depends on where you are. For the majority of population, for people that are just starting a diet, I would hands down start with reducing your calories first by around 5%. Um, if you go a week and you have reduced by 5% and still nothing, and again, we are checking the box on, we're very consistent with our calorie intake and hitting our protein, um, we are weighing and measuring accurately, again, not eating out a ton and estimating and eyeballing things, um, and we're not close to our cycle if we're a woman, then you might need to pull another 2 or 3%, even up to 5%. There are some people with very rigid, um, stubborn <laughs> metabolisms that need a little more aggressive of a deficit to get things moving. So most people, again, can do really well with that 5% reduction. Um, some people are going to have to let it go a week and then take another anywhere from 2 to 3%, even up to 5%. I would not start right out the gate at a 10% pull. 5% is going to be enough for the majority of people. Um, I cannot stress that enough. You don't want to cut more than you have to. And then back to if you are already progressing weekly and you are seeing, even if it's... Um, you know, smaller amounts. Again, you just have to look at your average week over week, month over month. Um, so you're going to have weeks that you might have a two pound loss. Then you might have a week that it's a, 
you know, 0.4 pound loss. But on average for two weeks, you're down 2.4 pounds. I would say that is freaking awesome. So again, keep that in mind when you are looking at your progress that you're zooming out and you're looking at it as a whole. You're not looking at it just each single week. So yes, obviously you want to look at it week to week when you're um, looking at making an adjustment, but keep in mind that whole progress, um, you know, like zoom out. So again, if you're progressing weekly and you're seeing a decline on the scale and measurements, you do not like hear me and write this down and listen like very clearly here. You do not need to adjust your macros. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I cannot stress that enough. You do not need to take away food if you are losing weight. There, Literally, there is no point. So um, again, if you are progressing, losing weight, seeing inches gone, you do not need to adjust your macros. You do not need to do all of the following steps that I mentioned earlier until you get to a point of around two weeks of not seeing any changes on the scale or measurements with you being consistent. So I cannot stress that enough. Um, I know I'll have people that are like, well, um, should I adjust my macros now? I'm like, no, you're still losing weight. Why would you? So I just want to make sure that everyone understands that you are not going to need to adjust your macros until you need to adjust your macros. Okay. So now that I've gotten off on that tangent. Um, we know um, what to do when we're being consistent and how to adjust. Now, say you have gone two weeks and you're not seeing any uh, movement on the scale going down, um, inches aren't moving, and then you look back and you're auditing things and you're trying to determine if you need to make the adjustment. So I would first ask myself, we're going to say there's like three to five things here. Have I been consistent? If the answer is no, then you are absolutely not going to adjust anything. You are going to do your best to focus on consistency with your calories and your protein for the next two weeks before determining if you need to move anything. Because here's the thing, there is no macro adjustment that is going to fix your lack of consistency. We don't know what's working and what's not working if you're not following the plan and you're overeating. Um, So again, we're not going to make any adjustments. The second thing I would say is, are you eating out a lot? Um, Are you weighing and measuring all of your food? Um, Those two things will kind of lump together. So those are going to be areas where estimating would be um, like kind of taking over. So we know when we eat out, and I've talked about this a million times, even if nutrition facts are listed online, it's still an estimate because we're not weighing and measuring that food. Um, And then second, if you are someone who is not weighing and measuring your food at home and maybe you're just eyeballing things, the likelihood of you over consuming is very good, especially if you are new to tracking. So I would say before making any kind of adjustment, stop assuming that you're hitting your calories because you're estimating and get um, far more accurate in terms of your tracking. So I would tighten up the tracking here. I would cut eating down or (laughs) cut down eating out to one to two times a week um, at max. And then with your weighing and measuring things, I would definitely invest in a digital scale. They're like 10 bucks on Amazon. Um, And make sure that you're weighing your food. That way you're being accurate with the 
calories that you're logging. Um, usually what I see when people need to make an adjustment, it falls in one of those two areas. They're either not being consistent um, and they're overeating, either having cheat meals or untracked days or and that's usually like hands down the biggest one. Or two, they are um, doing way too much estimating and there's a lot of inaccuracy with their tracking. So they're either eyeballing things or eating out a lot um, or they're not tracking things like, you know, condiments, sauces, uh, salad dressings, oils and butters is a big one. So those two things um, are hands down the biggest areas as to why people are not seeing um, results or progress when they are dieting. I can tell you hands down. Um, the majority of people, and if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've been dieting for what feels like forever and I'm not seeing um, any weight loss. I don't know what's going on. I guarantee you the light bulb went off and you're like, "Mm, yep, one of those is me. So um, a couple of other things, again, that I can like just throw in there so that you have the knowledge. Again, I I mentioned fiber earlier. So fiber is, um, you need fiber. And yes, track your veggies because they have fiber. Um, Again, 14 grams per every thousand calories, but fiber does pull in water and fiber is in a lot of like low calorie and low carb wraps and protein bars, things that people easily overconsume, especially when they're in a dieting phase, because again, they're lower calorie and then protein bars are just handy um, and sweet and that kind of thing. So I get it. But at the same time, um, I have seen people that have like 40 to 50 grams of fiber a day and we cut that back like in half. And I'm telling you, the water weight flushes out super quickly and then they get back to regular in terms of bowel movement. So um, fiber is one to just keep an eye on. I definitely recommend if you do not track fiber that you do that just for those two reasons I mentioned. Um, Women's cycle. I know I mentioned that. Checking things like sleep and stress, how they've been. Um, Of course, we know that when um, sleep is bad or stress is really high, it will um, increase your hunger hormone for one, which can lead to overeating. Um, But it also raises cortisol, which can cause water retention. So those are two things, again, that are really overlooked that you can... um, try to work on like balancing better before you make any major changes to your nutrition. Because again, if sleep is bad already and stress is really high and you are going to put yourself in a bigger calorie deficit, the likelihood of adhering that adhering to that and putting an additional stressor on yourself is going to be very challenging. So I would say make sure that those uh, two things are in alignment again before slashing calories. So I'm going to wrap it up there, um, put a nice little bow on it. And I think that's enough information for today. It's probably went a little longer than I had intended. Um, But I just wanted to make sure that you guys feel really good with knowing when and how you should adjust your macros, especially for those of you that are getting ready to um, start the shred with me on January 3rd. So the next shred session will not be until April. So for those of you that are going to continue on your fat loss phase, You'll want to know how to do this after the shred in. So this is going to be a great resource for you to come back to. Um, So again, as always, I hope it was super helpful. I also hope if you have a friend that this would help that you share that with them. Um, As always, I love when y'all share on social and tag me so that I can thank you. But until next Friday, I hope you guys have an amazing holiday and I will talk to you then. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, 
take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.